The CARES Act pumps $2 trillion while America shuts down. Michael Grace of Lewis Brisbois explains the federal relief. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Michael. First of all, how are you doing today? Well, I, as well as can be expected, I think that echoes the sentiment of millions of people, not only in this country, but around the world. I spend my days hunkered down in my office here at home with two computers. Uh, I have my office laptop in front of me. Uh, I use that to respond uh, to all these feverish email messages that come in. And behind me, my other computer where I have up uh, the CARES Act and uh websites of various government agencies that are trying to administer the CARES Act. So that's pretty much how I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of new normal for everybody out there as the workforce retreats to home. And we're among the fortunate to have work uh, waiting for us remotely at home. So uh, there's that. But uh, anyway, I wanted to get into today's topic. So obviously, uh, the last 30 days have been just complete upheaval, as you were mentioning there in the United States and, and basically everywhere else. And I believe I read yesterday that half the states are in some sort of lockdown provision, which obviously designed to restrict social gatherings. And that means, obviously, that uh, businesses are shutting down everywhere around the country. But according to CNN Business, March has seen 10 million first-time jobless claims being made. And that's just a number that I don't think this country has seen at least since the Great Depression. And just by uh, just by way of context, historically, you know, during the Great Depression, one in four U.S. families did not have income. So, you know, these are trying times. And uh, kind of on a negative note there, definitely brings us to our topic today. So, Michael, let's open up the CARES Act that was passed on March 27th. Would you mind giving our listeners just kind of a brief overpass uh, as to what that act is designed to do? Happy uh, to do that, Lawrence. Thanks for asking. So the act, basically in a thumbnail, is designed to pump a lot of dollars into the economy as quickly as possible and to pump it in to both businesses and individuals. Today, we're going to talk about the way it pumps money or tries to pump money into individuals, but there's also relief for businesses in the form of new types of loans, uh, possible forgiveness of those loans, some direct grants to certain kinds of businesses, and then uh, for individuals expanding the unemployment insurance payments that are available and also making these these rebates or what the IRS calls economic impact payments. And then there's the other provisions such as the you know kind of junk grants to certain organizations that are in there. But by and large, it focuses on pumping cash into businesses and individuals. Okay, well, let's talk uh, about some of those individuals now. So I want to kind of focus our discussion on on two elements here, the stimulus payments and then the unemployment uh, benefits. And so let's start with the uh, stimulus payments. Just in terms of that, I know there are some qualifications here, but just in general, who is eligible, at least the United States, to receive them? Basically, any individual, uh, including individuals with children, other than non-resident alien individuals do not qualify. Okay, so just to follow up on that, so when you say U.S. residents, I'm assuming adult, and now are they required before they receive any type of stimulus payment to have been employed in recent history? Because I know some of the, the provisions on qualification in terms of amount are based on that. Not to have been employed, but to have in the past filed an income tax return, a federal income tax return with the IRS, including a valid taxpayer ID number, which for most individuals is their social security number. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. And so just for most Americans, how much uh, will the stimulus payments be? So the base amount is $1,200 per individual. But if the individual files or has filed a married filing jointly federal income tax return, the amount doubles $2,400. So either $1,200, for example, for single unmarried, $2,400 for married filing jointly. That's the base or core amount plus $500 for each qualifying child. And to be a qualifying child, the child has to be under age 17 and claimable as a dependent by the individual on the individual's federal income tax return. Okay. And then I understand there are some phase out and some caps for both single and married filers. And so there's some uh, top amounts. And what are those for single people? Yes, you're absolutely right, Lawrence. So these payments are designed to help the most financially distressed individuals in the society. So once their adjusted gross income uh, goes above certain amounts, the amount of the rebate phases down. And we don't need to get into the mechanics, but basically for a single person, uh, once their AGI exceeds $99,000, they will receive zero of any kind of a rebate amount. And for married filing jointly, if their AGI exceeds $198,000, they will receive no rebate. Okay. I think there's some disagreement or maybe or maybe I was just reading it uh, incorrectly, but which tax year applies for determining the underlying salary amount to qualify? So I heard 2018, I heard read 2019. So which is it? So CARS directs the IRS as to how to figure out those amounts and those possible phase outs, and it puts in an ordering rule. So first, IRS, you're to look at the 2019 return as filed by the individual. Now, we know that a lot of people have not yet filed their 2019 return, and the legislators, the drafters knew that as well. So they said, if the IRS looks on its computer and finds no 2019 return, then it has to look to the 2018 return. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, uh, now, do people sign up for this, or is it an automatic benefit? Uh, What are the mechanics? So 99.9% of people will not have to sign up for this. The IRS is directed to search its database and send out the rebates, according to the CARES Act, as quickly as possible. And the IRS is to look, for example, to the 2019 return. If the 2019 return has direct deposit information on it, for example, if the taxpayer provided a banking account number and a routing number for purposes of getting a refund of taxes, the IRS is supposed to deposit the rebate into that same account. Same thing if there's no 2019 return, the IRS is supposed to look at the 2018 return, look for direct deposit information, send the rebate electronically to that account. Now, if neither return has that direct deposit information, then the fallback position is the IRS will mail out the rebate, which of course will take longer, but that will go as well. Now, just a couple other quick little things about that. Some people will not have either a 2019 or a 2018 return on file. If that's the case, the IRS is supposed to look further at any social security benefit statements that the federal government has sent that taxpayer and use that information to send the rebate. 
there's going to be a sliver of people who will not have any of those things on file with the federal government. And in that case, the IRS has the ability to require them to file what they call a simple tax return. That'll be just a, a simple piece of paper that basically says, hey, I know you don't have anything on me, but um, on file for me, but I'm entitled to this rebate and here's my information. Please send it to me. Uh, and those are administrative details that the IRS is working out. But I, I do know from practicing law here in Washington, D.C., that the IRS national office is working to get these out as quickly as possible. Okay. Well, we're running a little bit uh, short on time, but I definitely want to get through unemployment benefits. So if we could get through right. maybe in a minute or so, I just want to kind of hit the highlights because I think obviously, sure. uh, unfortunately, this will be valuable information for a lot of folks out here with uh, 10 million seeking unemployment benefits here. So this round of unemployment benefits related to the COVID-19 stimulus, uh, now there are some new workers that are added to this and who on the list is new to receive some benefits? Basically, self-employed workers, gig workers, part-time workers, people other than traditional employees who traditionally have not been able to file for and claim unemployment insurance compensation will now be able to under the CARES Act. Okay. Now, I understand there's also some extra money allotted for this uh, outside the normal. So each person is to receive an extra set amount per week for up to four months. And what's that? Yes, yes. So if people go and claim unemployment, they will receive a combination of whatever the state would normally pay under its program, plus an additional $600 federally funded. Okay. And then uh, in addition to kind of normal times, at least the federal side of unemployment extended. So can you kind of explain the extension and then how that works with the state guidelines? Okay. So, so these basic benefits, the combination of the state amount plus the $600 will be payable through July 30. That's the minimum. But then there's an ability to obtain the same benefits, that is the state benefits plus the $600 for up to 39 weeks running through the end of 2020. All right. Well, I think that's great information, Michael. So listen, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you making the time. I know our listeners will get a lot out of that. But uh, if people have questions and want to follow up with you, how can they find you? Uh, let me give you two things, a telephone number and an email address. Telephone number 202-558-0666. Email michael.grace at lewisbrisboy.com. And they can probably Google that, but Lewis is spelled L-E-W-I-S. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you're looking for COVID-19 resources for lawyers or want to reference our show notes and resources for this episode, please visit our website at LegalTalkNetwork.com. This has been Legal Talk Today. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Stay strong and carry on, everyone. 